0: hey hope you have your hooks and yarn ready today we are going to discuss a murder that is particularly gruesome so uh normally i don't really do trigger warnings on here because i figure you know as i don't know if it's arrogant or what uh as it may be if it's a true crime case it automatically all the trigger warnings but this one is particularly gruesome and horrific so um yeah, listen at your own will. If you don't want to listen to this episode, that's okay. We've got others. Um, but yeah, if you want to stick around, go ahead. Um this is a particularly awful case. Um and I don't know very much about the uh two people involved before the crime took place. So today we're going to talk about Maria Lizette Nemeth and Fidel Lopez. Uh, Let's start with Maria. So Maria Lizette Nemeth was born April 21st, 1984 in Peru. I don't know when she moved to the United States, but she had moved to the United States. She wanted a better life. She learned English very quickly. Uh, She had worked in retail before becoming a leasing manager at the um, Colonnade Residences in Sunrise, Florida. Uh, So she had been married at one point for eight years. I could not find the gentleman's name who she had been married to, but that's that's neither here nor there. All I really know about Maria is that she was described as soft-spoken, kind, loving, she wanted to have fun, uh, she was very into her job, making sure she did a good job at whatever she was doing, she, you know, she loved her family, she loved her friends, and she had a boyfriend who was named Fidel Lopez, um, they had met sometime in, I believe, 2014, uh, I couldn't find a date on that, but Fidel was born March 28th, 1991, uh, in Cuba. Sorry, I I lost, I dropped my note. Um, he was born in Cuba and they had been together for about a year. Um, so one thing I had found was that, uh, When they met, Lopez was actually living with the mother of his two small children. Um, He met Maria at a club and they first lived together in Hollywood, Florida. And then with Fidel's parents in Hiley, Hiley, Florida. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm very sorry. Floridians Uh, don't come for me, but or do. I, I can't pronounce things. It's whatever. Uh, he worked at Davy truck stop as a mechanic. Um, and they were doing good. Uh, they actually found an apartment to live in over at the colonnade residences where, you know, Maria worked. Um, they lived at one one six three zero Northwest 128th drive in the colonnade residences in sunrise, Florida. Um, and you know, they were, they just lived in that house for about a week. They hadn't had a chance to even buy furniture for the living room yet. Um, and so on the night of September 20th, 2015, you know, uh, Fidel had just gotten off work and he came home and Maria, you know, she wanted to celebrate that they had moved into this apartment and that things were going so well for them. They had huge plans for the future. They wanted to have children. They wanted to get married. They wanted to live in a big house with a picket fence, you know, all the big dreams that people have when they are with someone that they love. And so Maria cooked a dinner and it was, uh, Chicken and rice and beans, and you know, like that sounds amazing. I can't lie. Then they went to go visit Fidel's mom after they ate supper and they hung out with his mom for a while. And then after they hung out with his mom, they went to a chili's that wasn't very far from the apartment and they decided, hey let's, you know, let's party a little. We're going to drink some margaritas and, you know, get tipsy. And then they went and stopped at an ABC Fine Wine and Spirits and bought a big old bottle of 1800 um, tequila and some limes. And they went home and, you know, they didn't have furniture for their living room so they took some cardboard boxes and they used them as a table and they they cut the limes and left them on the table and they started taking shots and you know they you know they're having a good time they're getting wasted and that's fine you're in your own house you're adults whatever but then something happened uh we're gonna take a break real quick do our ad slots and we'll be right back. Hey y'all, we have a new crochet spotlight artist for you to check out. It is Osage County Crochet. If you go to facebook.com slash Osage County Crochet, you will find the Facebook page of a wonderful crochet artist by the name of Stephanie Shepard. Also, you can go to Ravelry.com slash designers slash Osage dash county dash crochet and pick up some of her patterns. Um she has over 130 available and I have all of them. Uh all of the ones that I have completed so far, because we all know I have not completed 134 patterns, <laughs> um, have been wonderful. So y'all go check her out. Hey, if you guys are looking for a cute Etsy store to order things from, uh I highly recommend designs by smc studio uh go to etsy.com slash shop slash designs by smc studio and uh yeah i got the cutest earrings and shipping was fast fantastically made product um, very affordable prices, and Stephanie, who runs the shop, is a wonderful gal. She is a friend, um, and honestly, like, I hope she does so well and just kicks butt with her side hustle of her Etsy shop. I am super proud of her for going out and doing this. I uh, congrats, Steph. Keep going. And seriously, guys, check out her shop. It's great. Hey, y'all. So, if I get a stupid haircut, I will throw a hissy fit. So, I went and saw Miss Allison Crawford. And let me tell y'all something. I walked out of the salon and I started crying because my hair looked so beautiful and I felt beautiful. And I will never, ever, ever go to another stylist again. So, if you want to look and feel beautiful too, uh, hit her up at nine zero nine two eight nine nine six eight five or follow her on instagram at all lowercase allison a l l y s o n underscore crawford c r a w f o r d underscore hair h a i r and y'all tip her well she deserves it she's just freaking awesome okay and we're back so you know they're drinking they're having fun listening to music on a phone just hanging out and uh they the story that we're told initially is that Maria and Fidel start having rough sex in the closet um the way the the layout of the apartment looks is they looks like there's a um a bedroom, a closet and then a bathroom. So like the closet is in between the bedroom and bathroom. Um and so they're in the closet supposedly having rough sex and Fidel says that Maria had asked him to get a beer bottle and use it on her as a sex toy. Um and then they continued to have rough sex and maria went to the bathroom to throw up and he said that he found her on the floor passed out um and you know he tried splashing some water on her face but he couldn't get her to come around and um so he called 911. Um, I'm going to play the 911 call for you. The thing I need you guys to know is English is not this gentleman's first language. Um, and it's hard to kind of understand exactly what's being said in the call. Um, but he's panicked and he's screaming and, you know I'm just gonna I'm gonna play the call for you guys now and sadly I don't have a transcript of the call um, I couldn't find one and I couldn't make one because some of it is unintelligible to me um but here is that call
1: Nine one is your emergency hello
0: so police show up very quickly um police and EMS show up very quickly after the call is made um and he's telling the 911 operator that she can't you know she's not breathing and to come help her and he can't get her to wake up and you know she needs help now so the police and EMS show up to the scene and Maria is laying on the bathroom floor completely covered in blood um now mind you at The point in the 911 call, all they know is that she is not breathing. Um, But she is laying in a puddle of blood. Fidel's next to her. You know, he had said he had tried to splash water on her face. um, And he hadn't really said why there was blood everywhere. Uh, EMS pronounced Maria as being deceased um, about... 30 minutes from the time the call to 911 was placed. Uh and as investigators look around the scene, they realize that something else happened here. Um so the apartment is you know newly rented. They had been there about a week and um they look around and aside from the general mess of moving, they see holes in the walls. Um, the screen there, the sliding glass door out to the balcony is shattered. Uh, the closet door near the bathroom, between the bedroom and the bathroom, um, the closet door is completely ripped off the hinges. Uh, the house is, or the apartment, I say the house, but their home was demolished. Um, things were thrown. Obviously there had been some kind of, uh, altercation here. So they um they start to ask Fidel what happened. And he says originally that Maria had asked him while they were having rough sex to use a beer bottle on her as a sex toy, as I'd said, and um they were having this rough sex in the closet and she started to bleed a little bit, but she didn't want him to stop. And, uh, then she ran to the bathroom to throw up and he found her passed out on the floor. Um, and that he had went outside for a cigarette and came back in and called 911 and realized when he realized she wasn't breathing, uh, that is the original story he tells police, right? So after they're asking him, they're like, Hey man, you know, what's, what's really going on? Like, did she... Because at first, when they're looking around, they see, um, chunks of tissue, um, not Kleenex, like human tissue, uh, in the closet. And, um, they asked him, they said, Hey, did she try and perform an abortion on herself? Um, and he was like, no, man, no, I'm not, you know, that had to have been from the rough sex. Well, the cops were like, listen, man, something else happened. Like, your neighbors are coming forward saying that they heard crashes and bangs and some screams and you know they didn't call the cops because they couldn't figure out where it was all coming from but you know your neighbors are telling us that this is what's going on so in the time of him being questioned uh he starts to say what really happened um this part's really hard actually (laughs) uh oh all right so his story that he has stuck with since then is while they were having sex maria apparently said her estranged ex-husband's name not once but twice and i guess it made fidel completely fucking snap and in this pure blinding rage He tore up the entire apartment and he went back into the closet where Maria had apparently passed out. Um, And he said that Maria was alive, but she was unconscious um, as he began inserting things into her. Um, He inserted the beer bottle, the aforementioned beer bottle into her vagina and into her anus. Um, a hair straightening, uh, tool, a, uh, flat iron. There are some reports that said it was hot. Some said that it wasn't. I'm not sure. Um, into her vagina and anus. And then finally, <clears throat> he inserts his hands, wrists, forearms up to the elbow of both arms into her vagina and her anus uh when he did this when he stuck his hands into her anus he began tearing and clawing her from the inside and started ripping chunks of her intestines um and other internal parts of her body out uh essentially manually disemboweling her oh um he says while he is describing these horrific horrific details to the detectives he he's quoted as saying i turned into a monster no shit sherlock so um he panics and then he carries her into the bathroom and he tried splashing water on her face and tried to wake her up and then you know, big shocker why she didn't wake up, you know, he disemboweled her. Um, and, uh, he then washes the blood and tissues off of his hands and steps outside for a cigarette. And then he tries to clean up the crime scene and he tries to hide the evidence. And he goes in, checks on Maria you know she's deceased, um and he calls nine one one now <clears throat> in that nine one one call, you can hear him screaming, and he's very panicked, and he's very upset, and you know, I don't know if the story of her supposedly saying another man's name during relations is true um but according to authorities the tore up how or apartment house whatever their home being torn up there was some evidence of a struggle um so again i just from his story i don't know if he went and he raged and tore up the apartment and then hurt her or if you know he hurt her tore up the apartment you know, what happened. Nobody knows exactly what happened. All they have is what Fidel says. Um, and so it's one of those, did he trash the place before he killed her or after he killed her? Was he trying to get a story together for what he'd done to her? So that, that way he could try and cover his own ass. Um, you know, he had one story, then he changed it, but this is the one he stuck with. Okay, cool. But I don't know what kind I, I, you know, everybody in some point or another has been in a really ragey mood, but I can't fathom being in such a rage where you do something so absolutely horrific to someone else. Like, I just, I don't get it. Um, so he was arrested. Uh, he was charged with some sexual battery charges and, uh, murder in the first and he pled not guilty originally and then he said oh wait they want to put the death penalty on the table they were they're going for the death penalty so they he does a plea deal um he says okay if I plead guilty can I get life without possibility of parole instead of the death penalty so that's what he does uh he changes to a plea deal he pleads guilty um he was sentenced in August of 2017 and he's going to spend life in a maximum security prison without the possibility of parole. Um now during the sentencing Fidel made a statement saying I know what I did has to be paid and I agree that I will pay with the rest of my life for the life I took and he also apologized to Maria's friends and family. Um he also had said that you know maria was the love of his life um he you know he wasn't able to sleep uh he's quoted as saying i wasn't able to sleep last night how am i going to sleep if each time i close my eyes i have that in mind and the only thing i cared about was her um you know he said that maria was his love and talks about what a wonderful person she is he you know he was worried there were some taped phone calls um where some of the contents were released he had talked to his mom and said that he was worried he wouldn't see his kids again as a free man um and he was worried that maria's friends and family would think that he was a monster um yeah i think i think it's pretty safe to say buddy you don't have to worry about that i'm pretty sure they think you're a fucking monster because i'm i know that anybody i have mentioned this case too if they know about it it just like the whole total like just oh the look on their face is like oh please don't bring that up again i just got it out of my brain um but yeah that's that's where we're at with that um his family has been very supportive of him uh like i just i don't know i don't know that i could be supportive of someone doing something so absolutely just fucking horrific um and so yeah they're quoted saying he's a very nice boy he's loving um and he says when he was being investigated or interrogated i'm sorry by the investigators. He said, and I quote, she called me the name of the other fucking guy and she said it twice and she was wrong and she was confusing me with him at that point. I get mad. I get really, really mad. So you're mad. So you tear a woman apart. What the fuck? I, what the fuck? I don't get it. I really don't. So, you know, um, Maria's family is of course heartbroken uh and maria's father had said um if i had to summarize the life of maria it would be very difficult to express it in a few lines i just wanted to tell you all that she was and will continue to be a model of affection effort perseverance and a lover of humanity and honestly i think that he summed that up very well Um, I obviously didn't know Maria, uh, but I hope that she has found some kind of peace in the afterlife. Um, I know the judge for the case said that in her 23 years of doing this, she had never struggled to find words to describe a case before. And she was absolutely speechless because of what happened. Um, and Honestly, you know, I don't know if what happened to Maria was because she said the wrong name. They had been together for over a year. They had drank, you know, together before and it had never happened before. But I just, I don't understand, you know, and they want to blame it on tequila. Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry, but if you can't handle your tequila, don't be drinking it. I'm just, no, that's... They, you know, it's been brought up that the only other issue that Fidel had when it came to the law was a drunken disorderly back in like 2014. So he wasn't generally a a violent man, which I mean, good for him, I guess, but this is a hell of a way to show that hidden violence, isn't it? To eviscerate a woman that you say is the love of your life. And honestly, I he says he has trouble sleeping and I truly hope he does. I really do. I hope he does. And I know that that wouldn't bring Maria back. Nothing would, but I just hope that, you know, her family can find some peace. I hope Maria's found peace in the afterlife. And I hope Fidel Lopez never sleeps again, never has a restful night sleep again. So anyway, that's that. And I I'm sorry for traumatizing everyone with this case uh but yeah anyway lots of love to you guys uh hope you have a great day stay safe and get to hooking bye